Hey, Divine Dolls. So, you're probably going to hear the birds in the background. They're so pretty. One of these times, I'm going to do my podcast out in the in the patio so you can hear them. It's all throughout the day. They sound so pretty. But um, I, I, I wanted to circle back to something I had heard yesterday. And I did a podcast on the entirety of this video. But there was something that this guy said that stuck with me and so I I went for a a walk this morning with my parents and we went to this um there's this really big park it's beautiful it has um all these like workout stations and like a basketball field back basketball um area and stuff like that so I might have to go up there and check it out they have like stairs on both sides so you can run up and down the stairs and they kind of have it it is a beautiful park, but um, w- one of the things that occurred to me is um, I'm going to go ahead and play this this sound, but I think it's only, psh, yeah, it's only a minute long. And there was something in, in there that he said that bothered me. Now, he is at one of the, um, there's a task force in California that is responsible for determining if um African Americans are going to be able to receive reparations anywhere from 1.5 million dollars to 5. million dollars and there's the language about FBA, ADOs, how do you track it? I don't have a problem with the task force at all, but um Maybe about two weeks ago, I had a chance to spend more time in that in on those types of in that type of content, and I think what bothered me then and what bothers me now, you're gonna see that the person on the thumbnail, and if you get a chance to probably watch that one minute clip, you're gonna see like part of what bothers me is that I can understand why dominant society doesn't view us as, um. Well, I can understand why they view us a certain way because you would see based on the way that this guy is talking, the way that he's dressed, the way that he's articulating himself, he doesn't have an intellectual understanding of things. And unfortunately, these are the people who are representing the quote-unquote black community. I'm going to go ahead and play the one minute and then I'm going to come back and tell you something that was so important. I will say this. I have learned that if I'm going to make it Whatever a black male says, I have to do the complete opposite and I have to look at the and and then you're going to see that the solution where it lies. So I want you to hear this and I'm going to tell you why we need the complete opposite. Okay, and I want you to think about it, too, as you're listening to this and then you can leave a comment, you know, and let me know what you think if you agree more with him or you if you agree more with me or if there's something that I'm completely missing. So here we go. Let's go ahead and play what he's saying and and the whole time he's talking he's you know not even dressed i think professionally listen to his grammar how he's talking his talking points which are shit and he's also flinging his arms around and type of a thing it's kind of wild let's go all this nonsense homelessness and all this other garbage y'all talk about police violence and all this stuff don't nobody care about that don't nobody real care about that we care about our reparations And we have to put white people on notice that we want our reparations. 
that our foreparents and us, we didn't work for free and underpaid and all this nonsense, and the white folks get away with it, and they talk about the great city they're building. No, we want our reparations, $3 million per person. $3 million per person right here in this city. That's the only thing black people got to care about. All this other little nonsense y'all talk about, we do not care about. Good. Okay. Uh, let's talk about black life. <laughs> Y'all, you have to listen to this. This is like 10 seconds long, right? It's matter. Uh, th this is probably going to end up being an utter waste of my time having you on the show. Uh, do you, oh, what, what are your thoughts about You black don't know life that. Now? You may learn something. Well, we'll, we'll see, uh, Preacher. Uh, what, what's about, what is it about Black Lives Matter uh, that you disagree with, fundamentally? <laughs> black Lives Matter was founded by a bunch of fat, black radical <laughs> lesbians okay and who All hate right, have god a good, get this clown off my show i appreciate who you hate god, who hate <laughs> nuclear family. he dropped them off the thing y'all when i tell you i went to sleep last night laughing about that he dropped them so fast and he was like i can already tell this is gonna be a waste of my time y'all but anyways if you're coming from the other podcast where i was dissecting some of this video and it's clickbait because the guy had titled the video black lives matter headed for bankruptcy as donations evaporate and investments collapse which you know again went down the rabbit hole come to find out it i don't know that this guy basically what was happening is one of the advisors filed for bankruptcy three times but black lives matter apparently is doing fine they have a new board of directors going on but they're not the ones filing for bankruptcy so this was just completely clickbait when he put black lives matter headed for agency if anything it's black lives matter um advisor headed for bankruptcy but i don't um that has nothing to do with like the donations or anything but anyways so one of the things i had talked about was how if I was a white person, I would have been been done give black people reparations because they don't have an infrastructure in place for the money to even circulate in the community four times or seven times or 12 times like it does in other communities. In the Jewish community, in the Asian community, there are studies that show, and this is coming from Dr. Claude Anderson, who talks about um, poweronomics and what you need in order to, for, for, um, us to thrive socioeconomically, right? And so what struck me this morning as I was walking um, is that, because I say my headspace, it's a Virgo thing, right? Virgo rising. I'm always thinking, and again, understanding I'm a kinesthetic learner. So my, the more I exercise, the more it kind of like helps with the stimula stimulation of what's going on in my mind space. And so it doesn't surprise me that this came to me while I was, you know, exercising and out with my parents and stuff. And we had my little fur baby, Bruno. Um, It was so funny because I went like way up the hill and my dad was coming behind us. Um, And so he let him go at the bottom of the hill. And it was so cute to watch him like running top speed up the hill coming up towards me and everything like that. It's just, listen, doggy, doggy owner, happy moments and stuff. But, um, what came to my mind was kind of like, dang, I can see as if I didn't already know why white people don't respect what they, their talking points are. Because remember, um, one of our problems is that we don't have a framework. We don't have... I've talked about how I have concerns about if white people are not going to police us, 
who's going to police us? Um, the other video or podcast that I want to do right after this one is kind of having a sit down temple talk with black women and our stance on defunding the black, defending, uh, defunding police because, um, there's a story that was just recently uploaded on black girls on lost and it took them 12 hours to respond. But the city that she's in is very much on this, you know, um, theme of like uh defund the police i don't think that black women can afford to take that stance and i've said this before my concern is if white people are not policing our communities what is the black standard um if black males were to be in leadership like would i have a fighting chance would we address you know theft robbery assault graping child trafficking the ebony alerts like we what's the what is the what what is their moral ground what is it that makes them thrive because part of the what drives law enforcement is mitigating or trying to offset that there are people out there that have ill intent and so when you police a community it's looking for bad energy negative energy do they get it wrong or are there underlying um, motives to why they target out certain people? Yes, but I feel like I have a way better chance with that type of policing than I do with the there is no framework within the black community. Like, what do we do for our we don't have hospitals, we don't have schools, we don't have if y'all waiting for a doctor or if you're waiting for Umar Johnson to build that school, that school ain't never going to come. I can bet my bottom dollar on that. I, if, if I could put money into a pot where I was going to get paid, right, interest for every day that passes by that Umar Johnson ain't built his school, I'll be, I'll die filthy rich. Okay. I'm willing to put my bottom dollar on it. That school ain't never going to come. Okay. I'm telling you, representative of the black community, right? And so, it's not even to say that Umar hasn't even raised enough money. At this point, he's been raising the, the funds for, if it's more, upwards of 10 years. Do you hear the birds? We have all kinds of different birds. We have like hummingbirds, blue jays. Um, certain areas you have um, woodpeckers. Uh, we also have roadrunners out here. Um, all kinds of like... um. Owls, pigeons, crows, all kinds, like they're all, it's it's a very like nature, naturalistic habitat. But, but, um, <laughs> they made me lose my train of thought. But, um, we don't have an infrastructure for like hospitals, right? Or education system. And even with Umar, I don't think that money is going to... And so here, let's get into the point. Money is not going to solve a lot of the problems if you don't address the core root of the issue. So when this man is here hooting and hollering about, you know, waving his arms all around and saying like, nobody gives an ish about homelessness. Nobody cares about police brutality and all that stuff. What we want is we want our money. We want our reparations. And the reason that they're looking at him funny and side eye and the reason you kind of should too is because, like I said, if you if you put new wine into an old skin, that, that's a phrase from like the Bible, right? If you put new skin into old 
<laughs> my parents were laughing about this the other day. If you put new wine into old skin, it will bust, right? And it has to do with if you don't patch the holes or address the core issues, you're going to... So there's a reason that there's homelessness. Those fourth grade comprehension levels, those you know school to prison pipelines that you have the poor education systems that you have the way that we procreate our financial literacy rates if you don't address those things there's a reason those people are homeless right there's a peop- reason that they're homeless so if you pour that funnel that money into the community in a way this is zaddy trying to make sure that y'all can thrive Right. I don't agree with the pocket watching that comes with like, oh, we're going to give you vouchers to towards a home. I think it's a good idea. But then part of the problem is it's double handed because um, a double edged sword, because they're they've tried to do these type of things before. The voucher will be like, oh, 50 or 100 or 250 thousand dollars towards the house but you can only buy it in in dusty areas or in the projects and it's like if you want to buy your house in beverly hills then you should be able to do that if you want to buy your house in san diego you should be able to do that they they they're not supposed to pocket watch you so i think that's part of where the problem can lie and i understand the nuances of that conversation but there's a reason that they want to say like we're not just going to give you $3.5 million and you're just going to literally piss it away. Case in point, Umar Johnson has pissed away all of the money and resources that was, it's just like an endless pit. It's an endless hole. Matter of fact, I talked about like how even Black Lives Matter, you can see the different outcomes between George Soros funding money into an endless black hole and how unappreciative they are and how they spit in the face of everybody surrounding that that's for their best interest of black men in particular think that they've been the ones to benefit the most of it i've never heard black lives matter come out for any black woman never not once ever not a zero nothing at all for black women the whole time that they've been there and so but if you look at the contrast between goldman sachs and how they they how they're going to have return on investment on that and how it's going to contribute to everyone and one of the things I I did several podcasts on this and we started to look at the research and the studies behind it and they said that studies were showing that if you pour into the black women every freaking body benefits if it's one thing about the black community black people black women in particular are going to be hiring latino going to be hiring asian going to be hiring indian going to be hiring you know european hiring from all over the world globally because they're sensitive to that whole you know like extending the olive branch to make sure that it's all encompassing all nurturing if you put it into any other community where it's like white people, white people are going to keep that money within themselves. If you, if you, and you can see this, when you, you look at all the financial resources that have been poured into like the Asian community, that money stays within themselves. It's so bad that it's to the point where a black couple, this is just recently within the last six months, a black couple went into a Asian bank um, not realizing that it was a quote unquote Asian bank, but it was in there. They lived in that local area, went into the bank to get a regular checking account and a business loan. 
And they told them this bank is only for Asian people, right? And so, but even when you look at how the dynamics of, of the difference between pouring money into black women versus black men, you see the difference between George Soros' outcome and how they're, you know, facing all these financial um, implications and the um, ingratitude that they have for people who are trying to help them. And then you look at um, George Man Sachs. <laughs> Goldman Sachs and and how they contribute to all the different everybody will benefit from it everything from children to education to other communities to other women from other communities as well and then when you contrast it to the outpour that has been put into the Asian community Asian business owners will go put their business into a black owned company black owned community and the funny thing is it's like they get to build off of the black of the minority movement and equal rights they will leverage everything off of what black people went through to pull the where minorities minority um card and use that card and go into black communities and they will not put money back into the roads put money back into the education spend money in other businesses. That money goes right back out of that neighborhood. You go into their gas stations, their food, gas stations, restaurants, hair shops, anything else. And that money will just, they will just leach it right out of you and put it right back into their Asian communities, into their houses, into their children, so on and so forth. And that that's why they're saying that it's so much better to put the money into black women because a black woman is more likely to hire an Asian woman just the other day, um, just yesterday, I, if I'm not mistaken, I went ahead and uploaded a podcast where it was talking about how nurses from different races treat black women. And um, there was a little bit of a twist and turn in there. But one of the um, mother was, was talking about how she had an Asian doctor and the Asian doctor was just as brutal with her and not even tapping into like, we are women first. She was an Asian first. She had no sympathy woman to woman of what it means to be stitched up and what it means to have the numbing cream kick in or anything. She didn't give a damn. And then the messed up thing is the woman still had her kept that Asian doctor for her um second birth. I would have been like, man, 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 by the time you try to stitch me up, I would have been like, fuck you. You're no way I'm going to go back to you for the second for the second birth, but this is the thing. It's like even you can see that we're more always extending that olive branch, right? And you can, you know, you can be mad at me and come at me, bruh, if you want to. But I'm asking you to take a look around you and see what is happening around you for yourself, right? This is I'm not pulling this stuff out of my ass because you can go and look at these Asian companies and you can ask how many of them are gonna hire you know, black people or black women or, or Hispanic or even Caucasian, very slim to none. And we have enough of a track history, a track record to show that, that the disparities are there. And it's crazy because black women stay, stay inviting people to the potluck and into the workplace and letting, you know, the number one beneficiary of women's, um, of the civil rights movements is white women. Matter of fact, um, there was a YouTube ad that came on 
And I wish that there was a way sometimes for you to replay the ad because here it was, this woman, blonde hair, blue eyed, talking about like, oh, you know, women's women's rights um, type of thing. But it had to do with the civil movement. And she's like, and I'm helping other, she says, I'm helping other minorities to be able to make progress in the workplace. And then they screen to this video of her with other women. And what do you think all the other women looked like? What do you think all the other women looked like? Do you think there were any black women out of the, the congregation of black women that she had there? About like, tw- maybe like 20 people. Do you think there were any, any Hispanic women in there or any Asian women? No, they were all white women, um, brunette or dark haired white women. But leveraging off of, you know, the whole civil rights equal employment opportunities. And I'm not even saying, like I said, because I am a black woman, the propensity for me to invite them to the cookout and for them to to extend the olive branch, it's something that lays in a... And I think it has gotten us in trouble. I think it has gotten us black women in trouble. But anyways, as I'm getting ready to wrap up here and keep this, try to keep it closer to 30 minutes, I feel like if you listen to what that guy had to say, And he says, who cares about homelessness? No, you should care about homelessness. I think that his concern is if you address homelessness, then you're not going to get your reparations. I think you have to look at them in in tandem. I think that I can understand the concern that maybe if he feels like if we haven't addressed homelessness, it's going to kick the bucket down the road, further down the road to where you might not get to that, cross that bridge to where you get to talk about um reparations, but I I don't think that that's the best approach. If you say that you don't care about homelessness and police brutality, you're just going to have more problems, right? Now, if you were to say, you know, even simple things like creating an infrastructure where you're going to have financial literacy, better access to education, um, not only are you going to give them millions, because now if you're talking about, yes, it's one thing to put funnel reparations, but if you also have it in tandem with making sure that people are employable um, to help build the roads, help build the schools, to pay better wages to teachers in certain communities, to make the schools more protected, to increase the technology. I remember the last few years I was at the um, institution that I worked at, and even with white people too, sometimes white people are funny, y'all. <laughs> but one thing, people are people at the end of the day. You wanted to see the difference between um one of my favorite bosses that I had. He has passed away um, from cancer and I learned so much from him. And he was the one that also sat down with me and talked about like finances and stuff. I've talked about him before. Um, I'm surprised I'm not teary-eyed or about to cry, but I, I you know such a uh in so smart so intellectual and really good father really good wife i felt so bad for his wife you know when he passed but he was one of the first people to get us on track for incorporating technology into the classroom and then when i tell you the other his colleagues fought him tooth and nail to get the um technology and this was maybe about four to five years before the pandemic hit and he had this foresight 
and 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 we were already behind the curve because when you compare to other schools they were all they've been been using like a one of the people I follow on YouTube she was talking about how I can take free classes at Harvard up to $6000 worth of free classes from Harvard virtually virtually right so a lot of these other college institutions universities have been been way ahead of the scale in terms of satellite they're, they're called like satellite schools right where you log in and um get your instructions and stuff like that and get your your class your coursework and stuff like that and submitting the grades and so um <laughs> it was just crazy and then the, the mess of thing is he um he was serving as interim dean and then um they got a new dean um because he was interim so they he never wanted to stay full full term and i don't blame him because most of the colleagues were assholes anyways especially like the way that things ended because um he ended up he so what one person retired and so they needed someone to fill in the gap until a new dean was hired and that he didn't want to be the dean so he filled in for that one year and he got us to where we had satellite everything i mean all the technology top of state of the art um stuff got the classes set up for students and there was such a high demand for it and so um when the new dean dean came in the new um the 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 coworkers the, the teachers were like we don't want it and so the the new dean wanted to kind of like um oh there was a word i wanted to use he kind of gave in to their to their demands because he's new and they kind of let him know like you're new here and this is what we want and if this is going to work you know you have to follow our collective group like you can't just come in and tell us what to do so he acquiesced that was the word he acquiesced to the demands and within three years the the um technology and all of those online classes were pulled out well within the fourth and fifth year guess what happened the pandemic happened the pandemic happened the pandemic happened you know so i say all that to say like i don't know if anything you got from this too because i have to go is um I, I've learned, and you can test this to, for the most part, right? Like, if you listen to somebody like that guy, if you say, okay, he's telling us not to care about homelessness, not to care about police brutality, and all of these other things, think the complete opposite. You know, I feel like the black community is in, in a bizarro world. Think the complete opposite and see if that actually makes more sense and that will get you further ahead in life. You know, but yeah, and it just sucks because he's showing his little ball headed self up there representing the collective and I'm not with the shits like I'm not saying that white people have the best intentions. I think that they need to pay reparations. I think that that's on a karmic standpoint. There's no getting around it. I wouldn't want that type of blood on my hands, but um, but at the same time, too, there is some validity to saying like you have to address some of the things leading up to it that's going to protect you anyways, right? It's kind of like, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Um, and there has to be a way to move forward in a way that encompasses both of those things. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.